0: Hello and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard, and since it's the 3rd of July when we're recording this, we're also probably going to be watching some fun fireworks tomorrow, because do they don't do anything for the 4th, do they? There's no 4th thing in, in WoW, Wo- Wo, is there?
1: I think they set off fireworks in Booty Bay.
0: Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, Booty Bay is a good analog there. But uh, yeah, this time I've completely messed things up by asking that question, and thus Anne and Mitch had to talk, so let's just go. Anne, Mitch, say hi to everybody.
2: Hi everybody. Or, hi. Thank you, everybody.
0: So, yeah, it's the 4th. The we moved the show up a day. If you're listening to it recorded, you don't care. But if you're here live, thanks if for being here.
1: If you're listening to it recorded, it's going to be coming out on Friday. Same day as usual. So, hey, no time shift. Yeah. Podcasting is weird.
0: <laughs> it, it is. We, but we've been co- casting these pods for a long time now, so we're just going to go forward. Uh, we should probably just immediately jump into some news because there's actually a fair amount of news, although you wouldn't know that from the email I sent where I completely Wait, you missed out. don't to know it.
1: what we've been up to?
2: Nope. Wow, man! Let's just so jump straight disrespectful. into disrespectful. Plus, that's, I mean, let's, that's not the Canadian way. It's really not. <laughs> uh, it turns out, I'm—I'd
0: say I'm the evil twin, but I've always had facial hair, so I guess my evil twin wouldn't. Like, oh, God, I don't no, know how that work. facial hair would. I, for a long time, I didn't have it. Good. When I was a baby, I didn't have facial hair. I—I I, I swear to you.
2: Yeah, but then you—you know—turned twelve and grew it Became all. Became a once. mountain
1: man. No, actually, <laughs> during during the church choir.
0: True. In, in all truth, I didn't have any facial hair until I was twenty something. Like I couldn't grow a beard until I was There's in my still little, time for me. 20s. Yeah, like I was. I think I was twenty three before I grew my first decent. Uh-oh. yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're older than twenty three, man.
1: And Black Owl uh, in the chat channel says there are fireworks in Orgamar and Stormwind too. So yeah. Oh, cool. fireworks oh, all over the place.
0: Things will be burning. Nothing uh, fancy,
1: just a light show.
0: One thing I wanted to mention real fast, because let's just move right on into this. Uh, artifact power items can now be sold for gold, which is, I, I don't know about you guys, but since they did the whole thing with the artifact quest last week, I've been looking at these artifact power things in my bank and thinking to myself, okay, great. Do I just keep these forever or do I just destroy them? So, yeah, they've made those things vendorable. So, yay, that's that's a good thing. That's a positive change in my opinion. I'm assuming they're going to turn into gray items when we go I- into battle.
2: I don't know, and that's the thing that I've been kind of curious about. Are these going to, like, is this a temporary thing? Is it
1: going to revert for people that are leveling through Legion content with their alts in the next expansion?
2: Yeah, because it, I mean, I think it would. Or are they just
1: going to jump into Legion content, like, right out the gate with a fully empowered artifact or whatever? The the thing is, is is that... How is that going to work?
0: Know that the artifact still gains eye levels? when you put in uh, relics for it. So I don't...
2: That is true, yeah.
0: That, and it's still going to... That's the thing. It's like, I really don't know exactly how it's going to work. Turns, That's one of the things I should have actually tried to do, but you can't really do that on the uh, beta right now. You can't have a level 100 character leveling through Legion content to see how it's changed. So...
2: The, I mean, the, the thing that I'm most curious about is, even if they keep all of the systems the same as they are now, are they going to vendor for as much... Uh, because it seems like, you know, I mean, you get a lot of artifact power items and green ones are 10 gold, blue are 25 and epics are 100. And it feels like that would be a pretty solid way to farm gold. Like, maybe not the best way, but it would still be a way to farm gold. And I can't see Blizzard wanting players to go back to Legion just to farm gold like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. That's, that's a good point. But yeah. They will be they're vendorable right now, whether or not they'll stay that way, or if they'll just turn into like, you know, nothing, or if you won't get them at all, which is certainly another possibility since I don't know there's no way to apply artifact power in Battle for Azeroth, so there may be no reason for those items to drop at all. We'll see. We don't know. Uh, it's but just also
1: interesting to me because so much of the Legion leveling experience is kinda of tied to the artifact and you know, powering mm-hmm. up your artifact, getting stuff for yeah. your artifact, that kind of thing that I'm like well if they rip all of that out what is that going to make leveling alts through that content look like in I, later a, expansions you know what i mean
0: that's yeah that's something i've yeah. wondered about for a little while because not just you're not just losing the artifact like traits which you are losing they're gone even when you're like leveling from 1 to 1 like 1 100 to 110 um you don't get any of them like these these systems are gone so Yeah,
2: I don't know what What it's going to What is that going
1: to look like with all of the other stuff going on? Legion
2: is, and you know, this is not the first time Blizzard's done something kind of like this. Legion is an amazing expansion, but it's hard to exist in the context of other expansions.
1: That's the thing, is like, they'll put out an expansion and they'll have a bunch of cool stuff in it. Like, Warlords, the garrison was... (sighs) I hate talking about the garrison in a positive light Because I didn't like it In the in the end, I didn't like it But while I was leveling it was That was like a major chunk of your leveling experience Was like powering up your garrison And getting the buildings in And doing all this other stuff And spending every, all day every day In your stupid garrison yeah. And sending your people <laughs> out Doing things that you'd rather be doing yourself But, but the you can't.
2: first time around It was not so bad It was
1: okay Except for the fact that you were tied there all the time But it was okay But it was like an integral part of that whole leveling experience to the point that now leveling alts through that content it's just tired because it's like well I don't want to mess with the garrison thing I just want to go do other stuff but then sometimes things are tied to making the garrison do stuff you know that's why usually when I level through warlords content I'm very deliberate with how I do it like I will go in I will get as far as like Gorgrond, right do all the Gorgon bonus stuff, and then I will fly around and get all of the treasures from warlords without doing any further questing, just to get through it. And it's because it's easier than trying to monkey around with the garrison and gathering like s- supplies and things like that to build things and all this other stuff that I just I don't really want to be doing. I'm not interested in doing. I have no vested interest in making this like a wholly fully fleshed out invested thing i just want to do my quest and get out of there you know what i mean and yeah, that's which, the I other mean- thing that i'm wondering is you know how uh when they revamped the whole leveling system so that it's like scaling like the world scales and that kind of thing and you can pick to level in in burning crusade or wrath or in yeah, yeah, Cataclysm yeah. or Missive of Pandaria and then Warlords with Standalone. Are they going to add Legion as a secondary option to Warlords of Draenor now? Or are they going to keep them two separate tiers? I don't know. I hope they I put them but together. I, yeah. Yeah. But they haven't said anything about that.
0: The thing is, is that Warlords and Legion are both 10 level expansions. So it would make well, sense to work. You, them you gotta yeah, yeah. balance
1: the balance the XP around it and whatnot. But do, are those two going all. to correlate, where you can pick one path or the other, or do you have to pick both?
0: Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll find out. But uh, other things that are going on right now, um, Blizzard has banned ads in the Group Finder, um, which is interesting because a lot of people were using Group Finder to basically transact out how to get a carry. Um, it was one of the things that it was being used for. And now uh, you can't basically can't use it to advertise things. So you can't, you know, just say, "Hey, you know, here's my, we're going to do a carry, come give me gold," sort of thing. Um, I don't really know exactly why they did it. Like, I'll straight up say I didn't notice it being a huge problem, but okay, you know, I, I, there's a I didn't use of it to find it, but Anne's going to tell us. There's
1: there's a couple of reasons for it, um, and to be clear, Blizzard is not banning the whole selling carries or boosts for gold like you could still do that it's just the advertising portion of it because group finder is specifically for advertising or not advertising it's for looking for a group you put stuff in there to find a group of people yeah you put you put you put stuff in there because you have group content that you want to grab some other people to complete whether it's like you know finishing off a raid wing or beating up a rare mob over on the broken isles or something you know you can just look look it up or you can start a group and get a group of people who will come in do that content with you and then you all go your separate ways that's what that's for people were using it to put up a post that basically said hey we're selling boosts and carries please contact so and so and such and such if you would like this service (laughs) Or whatever, right? It wasn't it wasn't actually advertising for a group or anything like that. It wasn't it wasn't somebody that was looking for a group. It was just an ad. Basically they were treating it like their personal Craigslist <laughs> and that's not what the Which, that's not what the feature is no. intended for. But the big thing that Blizzard kinda had a problem with was that a lot of these people and not all of them obviously, but there there's the potential there because the group finder is a cross realm thing like anybody can see it, you can't trade gold cross-realm. So the potential was there that people were putting up these advertisements in order to sell booster carries for real-world money, which you cannot do. That's a no-no. That's been a no-no since day one.
2: Yes, that is a no-no no no matter what channel you're in.
1: Right. So, Or even if you're not using any
0: channel, you can't
2: do it for real money. Yeah, exactly. Gold is fine as long as it stays in trade chat.
1: Yeah. So what they want to do is they want people to be advertising. If they want to do boosts and carries, it's fine. You can advertise in trade chat. That one is a realm only option and make sure that you'll be able to trade gold for these services that you're advertising for. And I've, you know, there were some people that pointed out that you can get around the whole cross server gold thing by just like buying a pet on your home realm and then selling it on another realm or whatever.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's you can do that, but it's it's roundabout. It's kind of a pain in the butt, and I don't really know if it's necessary. Like, it feels that that feels like a weird thing to do. Uh, it feels like way too much work for Group Finder, which again is for finding groups. Um, and you know, some people uh, Royal payday in chat says that's how I got my bird and add on the Group Finder. Um, feel free to follow up. What, what was the like? actual cost if it was an ad or what did the ad say. But overall
1: I think... They've got no I... problem with people selling boosts and things like that with in-game gold. Yeah. Like that's not an issue. They don't care about that. What they care about is people potentially getting scammed out of real money or you know, selling services for real money because that's not a thing you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So It,
2: it, it just it eliminates any um, kind of questionable area from existing. Even though I think this is how I put it in the queue. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, it, I'm, I'm blanking. You you don't really lose out on something necessarily. Like the, the net is a still. It's still a net positive, I think, because you're you're missing out on a lot more spam than you are missing out on uh, legitimate advertisements. I think. I think personally. So I, I think yeah. it's relatively neutral or indifferent. I
1: mean, okay. I don't really care for reading trade chat at all. I. I I'm one of those people who, when I create a new character, one of the first things that I do is I create a secondary chat tab, and I put all of my channels in that tab, and then I never look at it again. <laughs> yeah, so it's I, there I, if I, I need have... to duck in and like ask something in trade chat. But I haven't had to ask something in trade chat for eight years, default? ten years. You
0: have to do that. I I apparently I've just become so conditioned that I do that automatically. <laughs> yeah. No. Because I honestly default. thought that that was default. I'm not kidding. No. Like I'm sitting here going. I haven't leveled I haven't rolled a new character in a while so maybe that's why. I have so many alts that I created years ago that maybe I just did it all on them you then. Probably
1: did it all on them.
0: Cuz man, that's
1: You know, Medicus and I were kind of having a discussion about this the other day though with the whole group finder thing and with the whole cuz he he was one of the people that was talking about how, you know, you can always transfer a pet like buy a pet sell a pet on another realm get the gold that way and go ahead and he he was talking about how there are like ways around it for moving moving gold from server to server so that you can pay for services like these and i get that but the thing that we started talking about was what would the effect be if you could trade gold cross servers like is that something Blizzard? Is that a restriction they should look at lifting? What would that do to the global economy sure, or it's totally server like economy? I guess transfers
2: easier. Jesus Christ, Raise yeah, the cap. Yeah, it would. It would. Pirate Ghost.
1: Eh, okay. Sorry.
0: Jesus Christ. I, I just. I, I have to accept that. You know. Yes, I think it, they should just allow you to transfer gold i i really do have always thought that that was silly i feel like the gold restriction on moving a character is silly at this point at this when point, people have so much gold
1: well like i said at this point when they're making mounts and pets and things like that that require like a million gold five million gold whatever obviously yeah, there are ridiculous. people out there who are who are carting around this much coin in their pockets what's Shouldn't the transfer we... rate Two hundred and fifty thousand gold. That's it.
0: I'm I'm not even a gold maker. Like I do (laughs) not. I'm not one of those people. I've got like three hundred thousand gold just sitting around from doing nothing, from doing the occasional quests. Yeah. If if me who barely ever even pays attention to the auction house can't transfer his character without having to offload some gold, you need to do something about that. That's just silly.
1: I I had to make a guild for my character, put my excess gold in the guild bank and then pay for a guild transfer to get all my guild to where I wanted to go. And
2: and that's a thing that a lot of people end up doing and it's just
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah, I
2: guess technically that costs does that cost the same or more? Like real life It's money? more.
1: It's more which which yeah. It's like I, another I five know, bucks for the service that I did, theory. but still. Oh, that's
2: why Blizzard's doing it, because I, I don't actually think that's why they're
0: <laughs> They're not it. doing it to make the extra five bucks. They're doing it no. because that's how they had it coded, and they haven't changed the coding as the game's economy has gotten to the point where the average player can have two hundred, three hundred thousand 300,000
2: gold. But it's still so, a giant pain in the butt.
0: Cowloret to...
1: in the chat channel says that they have 15 million.
0: Yeah, well, you're probably actually paying attention and a in a better player than I am. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> I mean, I I don't All of us. I kind of I, I don't really play the auction house. I just auction off things when they come into my possession and I go, "Ooh, that would probably sell okay." And I've got I think almost 2 million now just from like doing gold missions and doing my little pickpocketing quest every week and and that kind of thing. Like with with barely any effort. I have managed to squirrel away and stockpile a lot of gold. Now, I did have a lot of gold coming into this expansion, but still, it's, like, crazy how much gold yeah. I've managed to acquire. <laughs> someone,
2: someone did point out, though, you know, allowing you to trade cross-realm or increasing the cap, its it does seem less likely now that Blizzard can essentially sell gold and make money off of that. Like, that I kind and... of understand. Now that you can use the WoW token to buy in-game gold, I can see why they maybe haven't gone back and raised the cap.
1: Yeah, but that just seems kind of shady.
2: A, it's stupid. Yeah, no, I, I don't agree with it, but I can see why that might have definitely are when,
1: when they're, you know, out there touting the importance of being able to play with your friends and go where you want and do yeah. this kind of stuff, this, that, the other, it just seems weird that there's like such a low restriction on something as as plentiful as gold at this point. It almost Uh feels like they should make, like, another level of currency. Like, maybe they should release platinum on top of gold.
0: Yeah, I'm going to just say this thing, though, that I've always believed. I will never ascribe to, to Blizzard malice when I can ascribe laziness to them.
1: Oh, yeah. I that's don't even where think I come. it's laziness. I think they've just got better things to do. But, yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, they're the putting thing. together a new expansion, so they're kind of busy, you guys. They're, but... <laughs> they're always working
0: on new expansions, so that's, yeah. that's yeah. true. They're always going to be doing something, but... At this point, though, we're going to move it over to Anne for a minute because she has something to talk to us about.
1: Yeah. If you guys enjoy our show, you should consider checking out Curiosity Stream at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. With Curiosity Stream you can watch over 1,500 science, history, tech, and nature documentaries wherever you happen to be. It's kind of like Netflix for documentaries in education, which might... Sound not that great, but it is actually a lot of those documentaries are pretty fascinating. They've got some really good categories in there, too. There's one specifically for like art and one for like performing arts. It's there's a lot, there's a lot available there. Uh, they've also got Tons of original programming, educational programming like Stephen Hawking's favorite places. You can try the service with a one-week free trial and subscription. Start at like two ninety-nine a month, so it's less than a Netflix subscription. And they add new shows every week, and that kind of makes it worth sticking around. Again, you can find them at blizzardwatch.com/curiosity, and every new subscription supports our show and everything that we do.
0: Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, I'm going to just say really fast, The History of English is on Curiosity Stream right now. Yeah, right? It's very good. Yeah. It's a very good documentary. So if you get a chance, go watch that one.
1: Like of the English language?
0: Yes. The History of the English Language. Yes. Cool. Uh, it's a lot it's, more it's
1: interesting a- than it sounds. <laughs>
2: Oh, do, no, I, I geek out about words all the time, so...
0: It's it's a really,
2: really well-made documentary series, so... Cool.
0: Okay, okay uh, moving back to some news, though. Uh, Here's the Storm's got a few things going on. First up is some new skins, which ha, kind of have a Road Warrior-esque feel to them, Mad, Mitch, if you want to talk about Mad them.
2: They're Mad Max skins. Yeah. <laughs> Let's
0: just... yeah, that's what they are. Okay. <laughs> For
2: copyright reasons, they are not, but they are Mad Max they're skins. Like, aren't they called,
0: like, Wastelander or something? I, forget, I didn't know what they were called.
2: Something, I... I... I will admit I haven't kept up with Heroes of the Storm news as much lately. Um, just, my time has been split amongst other games, and I, these these skins are cool. I actually I really like the Rainer skins. Um, they have a bit of a what, what was it, Ghost Rider. Knight Rider, the the Nicholas Cage movie. They have like a, a skeleton, flaming skeleton motorcycle vibe to them.
1: Ghost Rider and the comic. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that was the first thing I thought of, and those are fairly cool. Um, well, yeah, the flaming skull ra- ra-
0: It's called Raiders of War Chrome, by the way. Those are the new skin uh, names. Well, yeah, yeah,
2: War Chrome, Chrome, shiny and Chrome. Huh? whatever they got that from. Um, but it, if you've seen uh, Garrosh's, I believe it's Gar- Yeah, Garrosh's skin. That was like his his Mad Axe Garrosh skin. Um, they fit right in with that one. It, yeah. They're they're cool. I mean, they're good looking. Some of them, again, like I actually really do like Rainers. Um, it, it doesn't. I don't think it's really an event. Some like like Alterac Valley or Altarac. More like a
1: cosmetic pack.
2: Yeah, it's a cosmetic pack, and it doesn't seem yet to uh, further the lore. Like I know when Alterac came out, they had like the. The trailer was the Raven Lord flying through, and then the comic kind of followed up on that to, you know, indicate that, hey, even though this is a lot of, you know, a new map. Maybe and this is another comic that's
1: going to be coming up at some point in it, the future. I don't know. It could
2: be, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. It just, this feels like one of those non-lore additions to the game, which I remember talking about this after they talked about, hey, we're going to, you know, do lore for the game now. It I gets like, a- confusing.
1: I like the mounts.
2: Yes, the, the mounts are definitely...
1: They're like yeah. motorcycles, but the front wheel is on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's got a big skull mounted and the horns on the skull are the handlebars. I'm like, I want that in World of Warcraft. Yeah, that... That's that a cool brain, chopper. It
2: was, it was <laughs> cool. Um, But there... It, it is weird, like, having um, lore additions to the game and non-lore additions to the game where both of them are semi-presented in the same way. Like, it... It's not always easy to immediately tell, oh, this is lore being added to the game versus, oh, this is just fun skin stuff being added to the game. Uh, they're also updating, it, like, uh, in the same patch, I believe, they are updating Raynor and Asmodan. Yeah, I, I
0: remember seeing something about people are unhappy with the Asmodan rework because it removes his laning potential.
2: Yeah, which... and again, I, I haven't looked super closely at it, but it, it I know that is the gist of it, is that it removes Asmodan's laning potential, which... He was a very powerful siege machine, so he he could be annoying at times. Like he was one of those heroes where if you left him completely unattended, then yeah, he's gonna push into a lane real hard, real fast. But I mean, isn't that kind of the the point of like you know watching heroes to make sure they're not doing that to a lane? Um, it's also like it feels like they're sort of getting rid of the specialist role in a way, like Sylvanas. I know she still has her Black Arrow trait, but it doesn't work as well as it used to, or on as many things, rather. Asmiden now isn't pushing in as much. I don't know. It it looks kind of cool visually. Like, I know they upgraded a couple of his abilities and stuff, kind of like did it with Diablo's rework. But he doesn't feel as specialisty. Um Raynor's update, it it basically just makes him better all around. Like, people are, are happy about his update. Because they've wanted him to be updated for a while now. I was going to say Rayner
1: um, is one of their oldest heroes, isn't he?
2: Oh yeah, he's he is the Soldier seventy six of the game. He is like the introductory um, tutorial hero because he you know he's fairly simple. He's easy to get the hang of. But over time, the game has evolved to a point where yeah, he's basic, but that basic ability kit doesn't really doesn't really make for an interesting hero when you have so many other ones. Um, so they they added a couple uh, like they added I think splash damage on every either every third or fourth attack. So he's he's better at laning because before he had a it was like his skill shot and it would do damage kind of in a line and knock knock enemies back, but it still wasn't like a huge splash ability. He he wasn't very good at clearing minion waves. He'll be better at that now. He also his heal I forget how exactly his heal works, but it's it's not a trait anymore. Um, pretty sure it's not trait. But they renamed his trait to give put some pepper on it, which was a a very big request on Reddit and other places because his old one was kind of boringly named, and he always oh well, randomly during matches would say put some pepper on it, so they renamed here it it was a
1: pepper no they yeah. i I feel like what they're doing with Raynor, and maybe he's going to be the first of a series that they're going to be doing. I don't and you tell me if my impressions are wrong here or not, but Because he was one of the initial heroes, he was really good when the game first came out. But since then, they've added so many new heroes with so many new abilities and tactics and everything else that are just more interesting. Because they had to get wilder and wilder as time goes on. That Raynor just kind of pales in comparison with all of them. And it's like, well, why bother playing him when there's more exciting things to be had, more fun things to do? So. Maybe he just he needed that rework and he needed that boost just to make him more appealing. And I'm wondering if they're going to be hitting any of the other older heroes over well, time. And that,
2: well, they they sort of have too. Like Tyrion got a rework yeah. a couple months back. Then Diablo, like they are going around. I think poor Lily Well, she got a rework at some point. But Raynor is he's one of the oldest heroes. He's one of the oldest heroes to not have a rework yet. Yeah. Um. So people have been wanting this for a while. The the trait is is the fourth basic attack. So that that's what that is. Um, his Adrenaline Rush and uh, Inspire. He's got Penetrating Round, Inspire, and Adrenaline Rush. Those are his basic abilities now. Um, and Adrenaline Rush heals Rainer for 25% of his maximum health over one second. His basic attacks reduce the cooldown by 0.5 seconds, which becomes one second when used against heroes. So Adrenaline Rush, um, you used to be able to talent it to an active use. Um, but now I'm pretty sure it's just it, it doesn't. It, it's more controlled. Before, if you didn't talent it, it would happen after you fell below a certain health percentage, which essentially boosted Raynor's health. Like you'd be attacking him. And it's like, oh, he's almost dead, but now he just got 25% or whatever back, um, which in effect is a, you know just extra health pull. But now you you have more control over it. And if you're at 50% and you want to pop it because you know you're about to get burst down, you can do that. You have that talent functionality is built into the elite now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool that they decided to go back and give them a rework. The other thing to um, note alongside all of these new skins and stuff is that they're coming out with the Heroes of the Dorm 2018 bundle. It's the skins, it's like uh, what is it? It's basically Asmodonk and Cheerleader Kerrigan and Strike Oh and yeah, anything, they, but they've got recolors. Yeah, they recolored those too. Yeah. And I love the colors! It's They're like blue, very blue yeah. and white. It looks really pretty. And it's just to kind of like represent the champions that won Heroes of the Dorm. University of Laval. And I forget the team name. It's French if I remember right. <laughs> so even if I remember Canadian the team. team? Uh, no, I think it was like uh, Rue et al. Or something like that. Or Rouge oh. et al. I don't remember um, uh, exactly. Yeah. And I feel really bad because trying to pronounce foreign words is not <laughs> one of my It's not one of my talents guys. I'm really sorry, but I'm really happy that you guys won heroes of the dorm and I'm really happy that the new skins are coming out. They look good. They look really good.
2: Yeah. They also they what? put out earlier today a blog post about uh the next season. 2018 season 3 is actually starting uh week of July 13th. Oh, okay. Um and they also they they're making a couple changes. It's the third ban phase is being added MMR and ranked decay. Um, is being added. The, these were changes they talked about a while back, and I think they're finally being added to the game for this coming season. They also have. It's not an actual in-game model of the art or of the mount, but it's artwork.
1: <gasps> and it. It's a gazelle. It
2: yeah, it's a gazelle, and the. A the robo base,
1: gazelle. Oh, that looks. Yeah. That looks awesome. It looks
2: really cool. Yeah, the base is like uh, black with kind of orange and reddish tints, and the epic version is like blue and, blue and silver. Purple. It's. it's it's yeah. It actually looks really cool. I'm excited to see it in game because the the past couple season mounts have. I think the raptor was the last one I was super interested in. Um, but the this raptor one
1: was really cool. Awesome.
2: It, it it was really, but this one seems freaking awesome. So I'm excited about that.
1: Oh man!
0: Speaking of you know, being really excited about something freaking awesome, uh, he got announced last week after we did the show, so we didn't talk about him last he... week. So yes. Let's just ripped the band-aid right off here. The next Overwatch hero is a demented hamster that rides He's around not demented. in
1: a mech. He's very smart.
0: And likes chaos and hurting people.
1: And <laughs> his, his name is Hammond. And we had, we had all assumed that Hammond was going to be the next hero. I think that a lot of people were incorrectly, myself included, were incorrectly assuming that Hammond was a monkey. He is not. He's a hamster. He's a genetically enhanced hamster that lived on the moon with Winston and the rest of the apes that were all part of the lunar colony up there. Um, When Winston escaped during the whole ape revolt thing that went on and killed all the scientists, he wasn't alone because Hammond built himself a little escape pod and attached it to Winston and when Winston <laughs> flew out of there on his escape pod, Hammond just kind of hitched a ride with him. Only he detached somewhere. And while Winston ended up somewhere near Watch Point, Gibraltar, Hammond ended up just outside <laughs> of Junkertown. His
2: backstory is just hearing it all. Like- just
1: outside of Junkertown, right? And uh, he decided to... Uh, convert his escape pod into this battle mech that he used to just win gladiatorial matches in Junkertown over and over and over again and he went by the name wrecking ball nobody knew he was a hamster everybody just assumed
2: because <laughs> the the hamster himself he's genetically modified he doesn't talk though no he the doesn't robot the robot has a voice or the the mech suit I guess rather he's not an omnic that we should be clear about that yeah. He he's kinda like D.Va. He has a, a a mech suit. Yeah. Um but the mech suit talks, so you know, if if you never see the hamster inside, because you know, he never lost a match. You um, you assume that there's a person know. in there. Worth noting on the on the subject of talking, he he does make horribly adorable squeaky noises when you kill him <laughs> and his mech explodes. It's it's awful, but it's kind of hilarious to see just like the mech explode and a hamster pop out and
1: just go. So, Wrecking Ball has some really cool abilities. Obviously, he's a, like a little quadruped mech that can like walk around, but he also has roll mode, and roll mode means that he's rolling from place to place. He is a tank, which I think is great because, of course, he should be a tank. But he has this ability that's a it, it's a grappling claw, and you can grapple a piece of terrain and then swing on the chain around. To basically collide with other people, damaging them and knocking them back. And then while he's in the air, he's got—you can use this ability called Pile Driver, which will send him just like slamming back down into the earth. That will also damage enemies and launch them upwards. He has adaptive shields. Uh, the more enemies that are around him when he activates the shields, the more shield he has. So
2: and that thing can be—that thing can get pretty high. It can, because if he
1: if he he jumps into a a packed tight group of enemy heroes then he's like nigh indestructible I mean, yes, you can kill him, focus fire, whatever, but he's crazy, crazy entertaining to watch and play Um, people have been having a lot of fun with him on the PTR there are some people who are, I mean, okay people were hoping for the Junker Queen I understand that people were hoping for like jetpack cat understand that (laughs) too silly
2: jetpack cat is too silly doesn't make sense
0: Yeah, I I have to give them credit for their continued insistence that jetpack cat was too silly and then they give us a hamster
1: in a a giant metal ball of death but you know
0: well there's one thing I gotta also throw in here which I've already seen several of Hammond's emotes are basically the same as divas yes but they're parodies (laughs) of. but it's a hamster
1: he, and like, he lays
0: a... on the mech the same way as it's... she
1: does he blows the bubblegum bubble, gum bubble. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you,
2: you know what it reminds me of I don't know if you saw any of the promotional material for the Mario X Rabbits crossover but that yes. had one of the rabbits dressed as Princess Peach doing like selfies and like pretending to be like all glamorous and that's sort of what Hammond's I'm gonna lay on my back on my mech and do a peace sign reminds me of Okay, I, it's 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 ridiculous. So
1: so people are kind of like frustrated about this because they wanted these other heroes, and instead we get a hamster that nobody expected. Like nobody expected the hamster, right? Um, at the same time, I mean, I do understand that. I do understand that, and, and there are other heroes that I would like to see and everything. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes I like a little light-hearted comic relief, and sometimes I like a little wackiness in my games. And it's been a while since we've had any kind of, like, wackier, weird heroes in Overwatch that were, you know, funnier than they were super serious with, like, some kind of dramatic backstory and all this other stuff. So I'm perfectly fine with the hamster because he makes me laugh. And I like laughing. (laughs) Also, there are some really amazing gifs of people using that grappling claw ability. My favorite one is that, you know, that shark on a chain in Blizzard World? I love there's this, this gif, so much. There's this gif out there of like there must be like 4 or 5 of these hamster balls connected to the shark so the shark is swinging wildly back and forth while these different hamster balls swing wildly around it and it's just it's like the world's strangest piñata. I love it.
2: <laughs> it's it is it is amazing. Like genuinely hilarious and amazing because on the PTR of course they have the no limits version. Yeah. So pretty
1: much everybody's going to
2: roll Hammond. I've seen um, people the on the no exceptions. limits
1: Yeah, I've seen people Good on too. the no limits version using the grappling hook like just to swing around the map like Spider-Man. Oh,
2: okay. So that I think is actually that I don't know if it's no limits. That's in the custom game mode because custom the grappling mode, hook whatever. does Yeah, the the uh the grappling hook has a 5 second cooldown. So you can't so no cool use it. You can't use it to swing. You can't actually use it to swing from thing to thing in like an actual game. But in a custom game mode, yeah, that and that was something I tried right away. Not the custom one, uh, but before I realized, oh no, the cooldown's going to stop me from doing this. I absolutely tried to swing from one thing to another, and without the cooldown and doing that in the custom mode, it looks exactly like the like uh, like a Spider-Man game. Like it's, it is exactly it's like you're that. slinging it's, webs. It's awesome!
1: It's, it's fantastic. I. Yeah. Part of the reason, I mean, there are heroes that I gravitate to when I, on the rare occasions that I play Overwatch, have the time to play Overwatch. Um, I like Reinhardt, but I really like Winston, and part of the reason why I like Winston is because he can jump and, and like, leap around the scenery, and, st- and he's just, he's a little more fast-paced than the other tanks are, just because of that. Um, yeah. Hammond is one of these characters where I'm like, yeah, that's my kind of tank. <laughs> And run into is, things.
2: <laughs> he is ridiculously mobile. Like, yeah it it could very well be Blizzard saying, "Hey, we really want to shift this meta around." Yeah, but I, I am I am genuinely surprised at how mobile he is for the game because it's just I... he he can move across a map so fast. The physics on his like actual swinging, like I, I don't want to say they feel exaggerated because like. You know, when Winston jumps, he's jumping a crazy long way. When Farah uses her like rocket boost, she boosts super high. Yeah, it's it's in line with those. But the first time you do it, it's kind of unexpected to g- see just how far you can spin. And then when you're using the, I'm gonna call it ground pound because I can't remember the name.
1: Piledriver. When you using
2: pile driver, thank you. When you use that, you you have a little control over the direction. Like say say you swing, and at the the high point of the swing, you then use pile driver. Like, it throws you up in the air just slightly, and then you can kind of push yourself forward. So between rolling around, uh, grappling, hooking onto something, and then pile driving, like, he can get across a map really fast. I I wouldn't be surprised to see his roll speed slightly reduced. But then again, maybe this is what the meta they want to go for.
1: Can I just say, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see him make an appearance in Overwatch League.
2: Oh, I know. He I, is oh, going to be so, so fun. much
1: fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see what those guys do with him. I hope they use him all the time. <laughs> I just... Yeah, it's... He's fantastic. Like I said, he makes me laugh. I needed something that made me laugh. So yay, I'm happy yeah. about Hammond.
2: Um, but on, on top of that, uh, Blizzard, one, they changed the, I forget what it's called, like the decay. Um I'm gonna call it decay coefficient because I can. They changed it on a lot of heroes, which basically means like the I think the farther you have to shoot, the less damage you're gonna do. Um, okay. And they less or more rather. There's a coefficient on it, um, and they changed that for a number of heroes. Uh, and I, I can't remember the specific ones off the top of my list. Um, I'm pretty sure McCree and Widowmaker are there. I wanted to call him Raider for some reason, but or Soldier 76 maybe. But that's that's worth looking into because it will it's actually It's called Damage
1: Fall-Off is what it's called. Damage Fall-Off. Yeah, it's out. called Damage Fall-Off. And they, they ended up adjusting it for a bunch of different characters. Um, Bastion, McCree, Widowmaker, Soldier 76, and May. All of them had it adjusted.
2: I think a lot of them were actually increased except Widowmaker.
1: Uh, yeah, Widowmaker, Widow's Kiss, it now has the Damage Fall-Off applied on her automatic primary fire. Okay. And it wasn't before. Um, but, like, with Soldier 76, his minimum damage at max range increased from 30% to 50%. So it was just a boost.
2: Yeah, and, and a lot of heroes are like that. Or they got the boost from 30 to 50. Um,
1: yeah,
2: or they took it away from May, I believe.
1: May was... Her endothermic blaster had, like, her secondary fire projectile. It had the damage fall off, and they removed it.
2: Yeah. So there's that. It's going to... it. It's going to be one of those more passive changes that's just, you know, if something feels slightly different, that's probably what it is in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, heroes doing damage to you. The the biggest news, I'd say, however... Sombra! Hammond, Sombra, yeah. She now has permanent invisibility. And uh, her Translocator also lasts indefinitely. Um, which is really interesting. The Translocator, it can be seen and it has um, five health. So it, it can be destroyed pretty easily if, you know, someone scouts it. But her invisibility lasting indefinitely and being able to use the translocator while she's invisible. Like she can throw it and she can teleport back to it. it it's not just like the only thing that's going to remove her from stealth right now is firing or trying to hack someone. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting change. And I, I kind of, I really like it because before I think someone compared to her, compared her to like off brand tracer in a way, because she was kind of in and out zippy with combat, but like, she was very squishy, and it was hard to be super effective before. You had to like use your translocator and just pop back out. I kind of um, actually
1: want to play Sombra now because yeah, she sounds like a, a rogue. <laughs> and that's
2: that's kind of like they are specifically making her into a scout slash infiltrator character. Yeah. which
1: that's I right. Think... That's that's like right up my alley. You know? Yeah.
2: No. Exactly. It's it's interesting though, or not so much interesting. It's just amusing to me that. There was a, a while back, people were, like, theorizing, oh, my God, the next hero is going to be a stealth hero. And then they were, like, talking about, well, no, they can't have a stealth hero in Overwatch. That would ruin things, yada, yada. And now they have one, and it's one that was there already. But, like, it was just because she was updated to have perma stealth now. But it's, I do think the change will be a little more noticeable at higher skill levels, because you'll be able to coordinate. Because, you know, if you have someone inf- infiltrating and, like, trying to see what's going on behind enemy lines. You know, if you can't or don't communicate with your team, then it's, in theory, it seems a lot less effective. Like, she still, outside of that, though, I mean, she still plays pretty much the same. She has hacking, she has translocator, she stealths, she just does it more. But I think the intended design goal for her will have a bigger impact at, um, like I said, higher skill levels or more coordinated skill levels. Still, it's really cool. Okay. I'm happy about it.
0: Okay. Uh, I guess at this point, we'll move on to emails. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at com with uh, email or, or blizzardwatch in the subject line, uh, and we will hopefully cover them, which we're going to try and do right now. Real
2: quick. Uh, oh, I didn't God. want to interject. Sorry. Um, you ha- you uh, had all that time, man.
0: You, well, <laughs> No, seriously, you had all that time. Come on. Wow. Well, like we're, we, we're not going to get any emails as it is. Let, let's people have some emails.
2: They can have their emails and eat it, too. Something. Whatever. Uh, WoW is doing the, like, intro scenario testing this weekend on the beta, which, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. I'll have to double check on that. But you should probably still have time, even if you're listening to this, not live. Um, They're testing all of the, like, hey, Battle for Azeroth is out. Everybody's going to be doing launch scenarios. Let's, you know overload the servers and see how they handle it's basically a
1: play. stress test of that moment when all of the servers kick over from legion to battle for azeroth and the quest pops up for everybody boom and then everybody has to go do the scenario all at once if, if you remember
0: Missa pandaria and you couldn't get on the helicopter
1: Ooh, that. those helicopters yeah. <laughs> that <Alliance>. was so <laughs> it was it was bad At the same time, it made for some really entertaining screenshots, but yeah. uh, And and some salt. There's lots of salt. Well, yeah. Can you blame them? That's like the one quest you have to do to get started on everything else for the expansion. People are trying to get it done so that they can start that whole race to level 90 or whatever, (laughs) and they couldn't (laughs) get through it. So, yeah.
2: I'm laughing because that's not an issue. It's still,
1: it's one of those things where, yeah, beta, you want to play it. Anyway. Yeah,
2: that's this weekend. Now we can do emails, Rossi.
0: Okay. Well I'm I'm not reading
1: the emails, so That would be now me we can actually. do emails, Anne. Great. <laughs> uh email from Steve it says to the thermodynamic threesome. I kind of like that, actually. That sounds like we're a superhero team or something. Anyway, <laughs> uh, is there going to be an invasion-style event in addition to the burning of Teldrassil's sack of Undercity scenario? Can I level my alts the way I did before Legion came out? Maybe horde-slash-alliance troops attacking certain towns? Steve? I, I I need I need to get on the PTR and test this out.
2: I don't think there are.
1: Well, All I've
0: noticed is the scenarios myself. I I need, see I
1: need to get on the PTR and test this out, because there is PTR stuff out there for, like pre-launch stuff and there's a quest chain that takes you out and opens up some world quests in certain areas in things and I'm trying really hard not to spoil anything here guys I, but I tried them on plug, my max level
2: if you don't want spoilers because it's, it's, they're minor but
1: it's, I, tried, I tried I did them on my max level character that I copied over so that's fine I did not try them on any lower level characters, so I don't know if those quests scale, like if they're available if you're level 100 or whatever, or if it's just they're only available if you're 110. If they are available and they scale for lower levels, then it's not a Legion event. You're not going to get the gobs and gobs and gobs of XP that you did with the Legion invasion events, but it's something. Um, but again, that's something I still have to go test on the PTR. I just haven't gotten a chance to yet. And every time I think about it, the PTR is down because <laughs> they're doing new b- builds yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So. I can't wait to test stuff.
2: It's gone.
1: <laughs> every time I get a minute and I'm like, Ah, oh, I'm going to go check out that thing on the PTR. Servers are down. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just the yeah. way things have been working the past couple of weeks. But, um, I need to go check into it. There is, like I said, there's a quest chain and the quest chain opens up. A very small world quest hub with world quests that you can do for experience and stuff like that. For Horde and Alliance? Um, I don't know about Alliance because all I checked it out on was Horde. I need to go do the Alliance half, but I'm assuming that there's something similar going on for them as well. Um,
2: okay. Yeah, I know there's an equivalent. I just couldn't remember.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is like I said, I I've only tested it on a one ten so I know how it works on a 110. I haven't tested it with any lower-level characters. I do have some alts, though, that I can just char- character copy over, like some lower-level alts, yeah, yeah, yeah. and check it out. I just need to go do that. So, not sure, Steve. There's not going to be any invasions. We know that. That's that's yeah, not I mean, a thing that's happening.
2: The pre-expansion stuff is... It's the burning of Teldrassil and Undercity. Those are the main ones. For Legion, it was the invasions. Um, but, uh, uh, if the quests you are interesting those... though
1: because it's a lead up, so
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's more story based. Yeah. Sure. Which um, I like.
1: I like that there's a little it, bit of something extra to do in there.
2: Yeah. And it sounds like you leveled plenty of vaults before Legion and you know, if you are looking for that same experience, hey, there are still Legion invasions in the Broken Isles that are great to go from one hundred to one ten.
1: Yeah. I actually use those to kind of bolster. I usually end up when I level yep. through Legion with an alt. I'll do one zone beginning to end, and it's always Velshira, so I can get the tier of a loon.
2: I <laughs> always, I always forget about that, and I hit 110, and then it's like, you need the tier of a loon, and I'm like, God, you can't
1: Yeah, no, I just got I, I do Velshira from beginning to end, so I get the tier of a loon, and then the rest of it is just invasions. Because they pop up so frequently. And they give you so much XP that it's like, eh, why not? Um, Anyway, sorry that wasn't exactly an answer, Steve, but we tried. Thanks for the (laughs) nickname. And I will find out, I will find out, and if I do find out, I will mention it somewhere so that we know. Okay, uh, next email is from Mag, who says, Blizzard Watchers, why no Diablo 4 yet? How long do I have to wait? What do I have to do to get Diablo 4? I'll do it. Just tell me. Mag,
0: we know Diablo Four yet because they haven't announced Diablo Four yet.
2: I mean, honestly, I, I think what you're looking you looking for. Look, Mag wants to know. More often. Mag...
1: Mag wants to know what Mag has to do to get Diablo Four. <laughs> do we have a suggestion? Blizzard
0: Entertainment. Sacrifice. Once bugs. you've bought, once you've bought Activision Blizzard, you will own the company and you can tell them to make whatever games you would like.
1: <laughs> Until such time, there is really nothing you can do. Set up an altar. <laughs> offer cookies to the altar because I like cookies.
0: Uh, don't don't set up any altars because it's it's Diablo Four. It's gonna end up being real gross. Diablo Di- Diablo's altars in Diablo games not nev- never a They're good never. They're never pretty. Yeah, I, I mean you know I'd love there to be a Diablo Four. Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 like I mm. really
1: want one.
2: How long yeah. was it between Diablo Two and Diablo Three though? A really long uh, time. <laughs> like
0: Twelve fifteen years. <laughs> that was yeah, a really long like, time.
2: <laughs> like. I, I know, you know, Blizzard has a lot of stuff coming out now and there's there's constant news with most of their games. But it is still Blizzard like they don't they're not exactly known for being quick about stuff. It really it, I uh, mean
0: as much yeah. as I would like there to be a Diablo 4, uh I really don't think it will be anytime soon. They haven't they've got projects they haven't even announced what they are. So I mean, I mean, I'd love there to be one. Uh, I've, I'm still playing Diablo three and enjoying that quite a bit. Diablo three, I think, is one of those games that had a really bad time on its launch for a couple of reasons. People didn't like the real money auction house, and there was the infamous or, or you know, error one thirty seven that uh it was just thirty seven. I can't remember the number.
2: I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, there was that that error problem day one. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that soured a lot of people on it. But if you actually sit down and play Diablo three, especially like after um, Reaper of Souls came out, it's an extremely fun and, quite frankly, a bit a little, a little bit of an addictive game.
2: Reaper of uh, Souls is basically like Reaper of Souls is kind of like Diablo three and a half. Like it totally yeah, changed the game,
0: made the game a lot better. Which yes, you know, it it's did. the removal of the real auction, the real money auction house, and the the changes to gear was really all they really needed to do. But then they went the extra mile and made it. it's a lot better. So. I, do I think they could make a good Diablo 4? Absolutely. There is no sign that they are working on it, and there won't be any sign until they decide to tell us. Keep in mind that for a while there, Blizzard was working on a huge MMO called Titan, and they never once announced it, and then they didn't actually make it after years of working on it. <laughs> Blizzard Starcraft is not... Ghost yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard is not shy about pulling the plug on a game.
1: Here's the thing. I, not or, no, whatever. I know Mitch said that Blizzard isn't exactly quick about making things. It's not that they're not quick. It's that they don't want to release anything unless it is good and it is done, or very close to being done, and good. So, we aren't going to hear anything about it until it hits one of those two pieces of criteria, whether it's Diablo 4 or something else entirely. World of Diablo? I don't know. Oh my god, speak of the gosh. devil,
2: they just announced all this on Twitter. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There was a recent
0: article, though, uh, in all sincerity, there was a recent article that revealed that one of the things they were working on for Diablo 3 was an MMO.
2: Wait, what? Really? They had
0: considered, yeah, Yeah. they had considered going MMO with Diablo 3. There was work done on that. And I kind of feel like it's good that they didn't because. Running um, two
1: Monster Behemoth award winning MMOs at the same time is probably a little much, even for Blizzard. Yeah, and uh, also, World of Warcraft really is diablo iterated
0: i mean if you look at the original wow when you when it first came out the talents were like straight out of diablo the Uh, the the talent was was
2: the like diablo comes to wow expansion for all
0: in legion has that yeah legion brought a lot of the stuff with legendaries in and so forth the world quests uh a lot of there's a lot of diablo 3 in in wow so and that's in fact possibly the cross-pollinization is because they were thinking about it i don't know but i do know that they were working on that and Okay, but I'm just
1: saying that, you know, I I realize the amount of work it takes to run an MMO and all of that. Um, Well, I I shouldn't say that I realize it. I'm vaguely cognizant of it because I've seen (laughs) how many people it takes to run that thing and it's not a small number.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, no.
1: At the same time, were they to announce World of Diablo, I would be so on that. (laughs) So all over that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would be. so cool. But yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. A just a Diablo 4 that's like, you know, in the same vein as Diablo 3, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Totally. Anyway, Meg, I, the the only thing really to do as far as Diablo 4 is concerned is just be patient and wait, which isn't really a satisfactory answer or a satisfying answer, but it's the only answer we really have for you. I'm sorry. I mean,
2: Hostile Corporate Takeover is, is also it's pretty exciting. Yeah,
1: there is that option. There is that option. I don't know how excellent that option is, but it is out there. Uh, <laughs> next email is from <laughs> is from can't milk this torrent warrior.
0: <laughs> I feel like you had this. You should have said it like can't milk this. Do, do, do,
1: do, 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 okay, nope. Copyright. Anyway. <laughs> hey, watchers. <laughs> Who says, hello, watchers. What do you think about the idea of Thrall returning as Warchief? Yay or nay?
2: Nay. Nay.
1: Nay? Nay. <laughs> nay. Really? Yeah.
2: Both oh, yeah. of you, big, huh? Big nay. I don't, I'm just... curious what Rossi's reasons are. But... First
0: off, quite frankly, um, I mean, I, I don't mind having Thrall back because I do kind of miss hearing Chris Methan talk. But in terms of like Thrall's story, I feel like if we're going to bring him back... You need to actually move on the story beats you have established for him. Warchief is not something... That's that's the past. He did that. He did it. He moved on. He's somebody else. He kind
1: of abdicated the position.
0: Yeah. I don't feel like Thrall just coming back and being Warchief. I feel like it's a regression. I don't think at this point the Horde is an Orc organization. Having you know, Thrall come back in and be the Warchief again it's just, yeah, that that didn't work and we've moved on.
1: Slowpoke um, points out that Thrall's story is beyond Warchief at this point and says he's honestly better as the Horde's version of Cadgar now. I kind of agree a little bit, but I don't know. I His story has moved to a point where it's like he's off raising his family he has a family yeah. now, and he's concentrating on that and concentrating on the whole Earthen Ring thing and definitely concentrating on the whole fact that the elements aren't exactly happy with him right now. And there's some things that he needs to come to terms with. I don't think that that kind of material makes for particularly exciting gameplay. Plus,
0: I mean, I don't, without being a spoiler, there's a character coming in, can we talk about the Maghar or should we not?
1: No. Because that's Battle a for Azeroth coming, stuff. We should probably character not. coming in Battle for Azeroth
0: that I feel can scratch your Thrall itch, but be a different character. Yeah. I'll just say that much.
2: My my reasoning is more well, there's a couple. But yes, his story has played out, yes, I think it would be a regression. Um I'm s i am I still have had too much Thrall, like, even after all this time, like I I just feel like he he was in so many spots and he was always like I don't know. I, I feel like bringing him in right now would sort of be like, Oh hey, we needed a nice war chief, so hey, Thrall's back. He's kinda gonna do the same thing he used to do. Um, and like An said, I don't it's not particularly interesting storytelling. I, I don't think he would make for an interesting war chief. Like
1: Here's the thing. I think that Thrall's story is an interesting story and I think that it should be told. I think there are a lot of things that Thrall needs to come to terms with, particularly with how he dealt with Garrosh. And how the elements reacted to how he dealt with Garrosh. Um, And I think that that in in and of itself is a fascinating story. But I can't really see where you would shove that story into gameplay and make it compelling. If you made it on its own, like a short story or a comic or a novel or what have you, that'd be fine. Because there's room to do that over there and it doesn't necessarily need to be something that you need to engage directly with as a player playing a game. But I can't see them putting that in the game without running into the whole retread from Cataclysm, which was basically, by the end of the expansion, everybody was really sick of Thrall. And yeah. I, I kind of feel bad about that, because Thrall is one of those iconic characters from Warcraft 3, but he he was a little bit overplayed. Um, and then... At the same time, in Warlords, I feel like he wasn't played enough. I feel like there was a lot of story beats there that could have made him really interesting, and they didn't take any of those paths. Oh, um, did
2: Warlords do that with anything else where they could have expanded <laughs> on the story?
1: Okay, we're not going to go into that, Mitch, because we'd be here for another three uh, hours, and we don't say, have I'll time say for that. Much,
0: I'll, say, I'll say this much. I think you could bring Thrall back and have quests... For him, for characters to play through, yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be a dominating the story type thing. It would just be something you could do, and it would be cool. For one thing, if nothing else, I would love to be a fly on the wall when the shaman brings back the tomb hammer, hands it to him, it's like, <laughs> sorry, uh, I God. broke it at it. <laughs> yeah. it, it on the now. upside, it did save the planet from
2: dying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, well, you remember that whole prophecy around this thing? Turns out. <laughs>
2: It's it's also too like at this point, (laughs) at this point with Anduin as the ward, not war chief. Anduin as the leader of the alliance. (laughs)
1: Shock! Holy cow! (laughs) Anduin's the war chief. War chief Anduin Ren.
2: (laughs) Top ten anime betrayals. (laughs) God. Anyhow, with Anduin as leading the alliance, he and Thrall, like they would they're they would be super chummy. They get along. Yeah, which yeah, peace on Azeroth and I'm sure lots of people want that, but like, that's boring.
1: It doesn't exactly and, make for exciting.
2: Yeah, like, Thrall... It, if Thrall were to come back as War Chief, when Anduin is the king, it's not the time for it. Like, there's just... There's no faction conflict there at all. Unless anyway, they the-
1: want to eliminate the faction conflict, and that's something that they've said is kind of like a backbone of the game, and they don't really want to do anything with it, or touch it. Yes, and if they I did that, like... I
2: would still prefer Sourfang over Thrall, because...
1: I feel like the game is old enough now and has matured enough now that maybe that's a direction they might want to look at, but, I mean, if they don't, they don't. Okay, that's fine. It would be entertaining. Go ahead.
0: I just, I have to say that I think at this point, I I feel like I prefer Sylvanas as Warchief to Thrall. Yes! Because, at least then, the Horde are the bad guys.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Look, straight up, uh, no, sorry, sorry they're, dude. They are, they are okay, we're not going to, no, we're not no, going
1: into this.
0: We are not getting guys. into this. I we don't are... mean this in terms of faction divide or player thing, or just when Sylvanas does things, we know they're going to be evil things, and she does them for morally the reasons right. she does them. Morally. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, <laughs> very rarely does she do anything morally right. Come on. Uh, but with, with, with Thrall an in, like yeah, Thral in there, with Thrall in there, you don't get anything like that. I, I've, I've been from the beginning, I've wanted the alliance to do things like attack first or blow something up. Or, you know, I would like to move the faction conflict into a place where both sides are doing things. With Thrall in there, you're moving the opposite direction. I, I would honestly rather have Sylvanas and Gen as war chief and high king than Sylvanas and Anduin, but I really would much rather have you know, Sylvanas in there, then Thrall with Anduin in there for the reasons you just stated. It just, if they're going to be fighting, let them fight.
2: I, I What I was going to say is, I think it'd be entertaining to have one of those, like, almost Carbot-style comics where Anduin and Thrall are both leaders of their factions, and they're, like, essentially babysitting Sylvanas and Greymane, and they have to keep separating them because they can't get along, and I think that would be really funny. But not really good for actual game.
0: I mean, you could do it, I suppose. You could come up with ways for it to, to be there. Maybe Anduin gets hit on the head and
2: he gets split <laughs> he, he gets he into his
0: good his good and evil sides and you know, he's he ends up as a gladiator. Just I don't like know. Pop. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's our last Morally email. Morally grey. That's our last email and we are out of time. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here. Again, if you enjoy our show, consider checking out CuriosityStream. You can check that out at blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. You can watch over 1,500 science, history, and tech and nature documentaries wherever you happen to be. It's a one-week free trial. Subscriptions start at $2.99 a month, and they're always adding new documentaries. So, again, that, that address, it's blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity, and every new subscription helps support our show and everything we do. Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience.
0: Thank you very much. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have a question for the podcast, please send it to podcasts at blizzardwatch.com with blizzard watch or podcast in the subject line so we know it's for the show thank you guys very much for listening we'll be here next week